this dad had had it. He'd had it with his son. Ooh, I his, feel it. I mean, you know those teen years, and you know, I mean, oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's a little trying from time to time. And so the son would have a tendency to just go and slam his door, slam his door, just slam it shut whenever he was mad at his dad. And dad had had it. And so he got his tools and he goes to the door and you think, okay, he's going to take it off the hinges. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. And I think that was his original plan. But dad was like, nope, not going to do it. So next time the son goes in and he slams his door, he had sawed it in half. He sawed the door in half, so it was just covering the bottom half of him. And he was just standing there, and his brother snapped a picture and said, this is what happens when you backtalk your dad and he cuts your door in half. Well, you got to have ramifications. We all have ramifications. Some are different than others. It's like a, a horse stall that he's in, kind of. I, yeah, like a Dutch door or yeah. something like that, where, you know, it opened at the top and yeah. the bottom. So he actually he actually cut the... Uh, the top have you have you ever disciplined your kids uh, in oh. any kind of unique way? I, I don't know about unique. Uh, so my daughter, when she was probably three or four years old, we were in uh, like a pharmaceutical store, right? Okay. So um, she wanted, you know, because they they put the candy and and all the little toy trinkets down at the bottom, mm-hmm. easily accessible by children. And oh, she yeah. grabbed something that she wanted. I said no. And she laid down and did one of those, you know, feet and legs going. Aah! So I laid down next to her and did the same thing. And just like loud enough, so people were kind of. Oh my gosh! And she, even at that age, looked at me like, "You are off your rocker, girl! Like, get up! You're embarrassing me." At three, whatever she age, knew. she just looked at me like, and then just stood up, and <laughs> she was done. Any attitude adjustments you've had to make on your children, there, Scott Watson? Oh, several. Uh, none that really pop out to me. I, I do remember some good friends of ours used to be our neighbors, and uh, for a while, their little girl would not eat dinner, okay? Mm-hmm. So they would have her run around the house. If you're not going to eat, run around the house. Oh, my goodness. And sometimes I would look outside around dinner time, and she'd be running around the house. I said, well, I guess she's not eating dinner tonight. <laughs> you're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning. His radio. I always wish when I was a kid my mom would have this little flashing light. It's Rob and Liz in the morning on his radio. I'm Brian. That way that light would start coming on and flashing when... I was on her last nerve, or getting to get on her last nerve. Oh, right. So, so you knew the countdown. Yeah, I knew the countdown. I'm close. I need to back that down a notch. And all three of my names. When my yes. I got my first and middle name and last name. Oh man, when that when you got hit with the trifecta. Right. Until mm. you hit a certain age, and then you're like, you know, kind of giving it back like a little bit, and then you get taken down a notch. Uh huh. All right. So we're talking about this dad whose kid was slamming the door so much that dad saw the door in half yeah. so that he could see in, but the, there was no privacy because he, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he only yeah. had half a door. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking about disciplining your children uniquely. Missy texted and said, when my boys were little and I had to repeat my directions more than once, I assumed they didn't understand what my words meant. So I would make them look up the words in the dictionary and then write them 50 times so she would enlighten them so they would know what she wanted turn the mood them around to do yeah. <laughs> okay jeff jeff texted my boys would not keep their rooms clean so i had them pitch a tent in the side yard and they had to sleep in a tent 
for two weeks <laughs> until they kept it clean, and then they were allowed back in the house. Oh, Pat, what happened? My brother and one of his friends were playing with um, fire and in our yard one day. This is during the summer, and my mom was working. She's a single mom. And she came home, and she saw that there were matches in the yard, and she had heard um, that they were doing something. And she asked Willie about it, and he said, yes, we had been playing with matches and fire in the yard, and there was a lot of um, natural areas with, like, pine straw and stuff like that. So it was a really bad fire hazard. And so she went and bought, I don't know how many, like, four or five boxes of those old wooden matches, and she would make him, sat down and make him strike one and then let it burn down as far as it could burn and then shake it out. And then she went, he, I think he ended up doing like 500 that way. And she said, here, you want to play with matches? Here, play with matches. I'm going to sit here and watch you play with matches. That boy never burned any matches ever. <laughs> wow, Mama. That is something that Ooh. she did. Man, light my fire. Jeez. <laughs> I'm done. She's like, no, no, honey, you want to play with matches? Go right ahead. Get it out of your system, honey. <laughs> Under <laughs> adult did. supervision. Thank you for bringing back a funny memory. It wasn't funny at the time, but it right. sure is now. You're listening to Robin Liz in the morning on his radio. Oh, my goodness. So uh, imagine this. Sometimes reunions happen after 10, 20 years, but imagine a reunion that took 75 years before Ooh. it took place. There was these two young girls, Yolanda and Lena, and they crossed the uh, the ocean with their families. They were immigrating into America. Oh, awesome. Uh, so it's like 1947. So you can imagine they were like, four, you know, really, really young. Mm-hmm. And so a 14-day, I mean, it was a 14-day crossing. It doesn't take a minute. It uh, takes a little I, while. It, ta- it took a little while. So they became friends. So they got to Ellis Island, and their families went their separate ways. So uh, Yolanda was, uh, or maybe it's Lena. Lena was sharing the story uh, and uh, about that, and she recalled her friend. And so her son started doing some research, found the passenger manifest list <gasps> and everything, and just wondered if this friend that she talked about was still alive. Now, uh, Lena at this time is 85. Yolanda, if she was still alive, would have been 84. So he starts researching and everything, and he finds her. Oh, I thought she had passed on. Oh, my goodness. That's and awesome. so he calls her up and, he, and leaves a message on her phone and says, your sailing friend would love to have a reunion with her, with you. And they got together and they met. They only lived two and a half hours apart. Imagine it, you come to America in 1947. You go your separate ways, uh, these two Italian families, and you end up two and a half hours apart. So they met for lunch. They had just tears in their eyes as they hugged, and they can't wait for another reunion in just a few months. I bet they shared so much, depending on their age, you know, how uh, they were dealing with it. But leaving all their friends and family on the other side of the ocean and wondering, anticipating anxiety about what was to come. And also just the vastness of this country. And you end up two and a half hours apart. Everything, the vastness of the ocean, it takes you two weeks to cross over and you meet this friend that's going through the same thing you are. are. And, you know, it's it's amazing God will bring friends for certain seasons of your life. And I love that they got back together after 75 years and had a reunion. You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning. On his radio. Why are you looking at me like that for? Why are you staring at me like that? I hear things out of your mouth sometimes and I'm just like... Do you think I'm 96 years old then at a time? A little bit. 
that. And then I'm like, how do we have anything in common? Because we get along so well. I know. Uh, you and I. But then I'm like, what? So Amazon is going to start letting us pay through Venmo. And so, right? Uh, okay, Jake, back Jake, Jake pumped up over there. I know. So. You going through Venmo? Oh, absolutely. I, you use Venmo all the time. Um, yeah, Venmo, Cash App, Zelle sometimes. You use haircut. Cash App? I do. Okay, so I what? haven't used Cash App. Wait, wait, wait. Is that is that a foreign it, language? What y'all speaking? <laughs> no, so Cash App is like Venmo is like... I'm going to cash you out? No, no that's guess. something else. So. so listen, I went through a drive-thru one time, and the guy, I don't know, he was just making conversation, and he gave me his Cash App, and I'm like, do what now? It's the same way. You can just tip somebody or give, you know, money that way. All through... I've never used any of those. This is where I'm like, what? I've never used Venmo or... But you've also never ordered anything from Amazon. I have, but I've I've uh, went to people I knew that had Amazon accounts and had them order things for so me. So you got the so. free shipping and... Uh, yeah, 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 there you go. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure, I get yeah. it. But I don't, have um, an, I don't have... I've never shopped, you know, on Amazon. I don't do a lot of the online shopping. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm I'm your old grandpa sitting on the steps. I feel like it because so Amazon's gonna let you pay through Venmo, but for for Brian, you'd have to get an account, the (laughs) app, you'd have to get the Venmo, you'd have to get the. Do they take a check? I don't think they do, Brian. (laughs) You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning. His radio. Yeah, Joshua Smith is a is a mail carrier up in uh, Western North Carolina, and uh, man, you know. It used to be you knew your mail carrier, and maybe you still do. And you, you know, you see him every day, and they would bring yeah. you know bring the mail. So anyway, he noticed there was a guy's house, and he hadn't picked up his mail in mm-hmm. several days. And he said, "This is not like this guy. He gets his mail every day. In fact, I see him about once a week." And so he just had he had a funny feeling. He's like, "Man, yeah. I, I don't know." He knocked on the door. He rang the doorbell. No answer. Mail starting to pile up, mm-hmm. this kind of thing. And this was a guy that he saw. Fairly, Elderly guy. Yeah. yeah. And he knew he was up in age. And so I think that may have been not only the gut feeling, but, mm-hmm. you know, I need to check on this guy. Yeah. So so he went back and forth about, should I, you know, call the police department about a welfare check? And he says, no, I'm going to do it. And so he did. And uh, when the police got there, they found him. He was, he was laying down. Mm-hmm. He had been laying down. He had fell. And couldn't get to help, and so they were able to get him to the hospital. He's in ICU now. Isn't that so. wild? Like, I, I would love to hear, you know, kind of an update to see how he's doing. But um, if Josh had not decided to get involved, and I think I think all of us, when we're presented mm. with something like that, like you suspect something is happening, and you wrestle with your own self, oh, I don't, you know, I don't want to be nosy and it's none of my business. But at the same time, these well checks are so crucial. I know um, when you deliver meals on wheels, not only is it to deliver the meal so they get nutrition, not only is it um, just to have a little conversation, but it is also a well check visit. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get somebody to the door, you let, you know, your people know uh, back at Meals on Wheels, hey, they didn't answer the door today. And then they do a little bit of an investigation. And so, Josh, man, superhero in the mail truck. Rob and Liz in the morning. On his radio. For years and years, maybe possibly even Mm -hmm. uh, decades, there has been an epidemic among veterans um, who really did not want to wake up 
and see tomorrow. Yeah. You know, being very cognizant that you may have littles that are listening right now. But um, there is some good news that has just come out. Yeah, there's been a, a drop uh, in, in that, which is really great news over the last couple of years as more uh, mental health professionals are getting involved mm-hmm. with the military. And they're doing things like uh, opening up to where they can see chaplains. Uh, health and fitness and, and things like that. And I love even the uh, the Pentagon. They're working on filling like maybe 2,000 new uh, spots for mental health experts. Right. There's been, you know, such a talk. I'm so glad that that we're able to talk about mental health issues um, that not just veterans, but all of us um, yeah. are going through children, especially over the last couple of years. And so we're able to talk about it. And the stigma is going away. Yeah, which is great news. Because that, that's been a big thing because people didn't talk about it and they have hidden stuff mm. uh, inside because like if I talk about this they're really going to think um, worse of yeah. me or bad of me. And then usually and I heard somebody say this yesterday usually when you share your story with someone you find out they can relate with you as well. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm not alone. Right. And being vulnerable Mm -hmm. um, can so help even to save a life. You know, that we're talking about it right now. There's someone that is listening, maybe not even a veteran, that is saying, there is somebody else that that's going through this same kind of thing. And anytime you need prayer about mm, any of these yes. things that you're going through, please contact our prayer line. It's 866-987-PRAY. But what I love, there is a general. His name is Douglas Sims. Mm-hmm. He mandated that uh, the military under his command went to a counselor once a year at least and and that may not be enough but it was mandated at least one time a year and almost every single one of the 14,000 that were under his command went oh my goodness all but 10 went all but 10 all, all but 10 and he mandated that that is great that they're seeing counselors they're taking that stigma away and they're able to find someone to talk to rob and liz in the morning his radio you got to kind of maybe drop a few pounds get ready because next month kind of kicks off uh no not you i'm talking like in general for all of us because okay. th- this is like this is like lead you to the trough and get ready to eat because between candy and then thanksgiving and then christmas Cookies. It could be non-stop eating and a lot of stress for a lot of people as they so much stress. maybe maybe they're hosting a Thanksgiving maybe for the very first time. And I think you know if you're hosting a Thanksgiving even for the fiftieth time, mm-hmm. it can be stressful because everything has to get done at the same time. You know, one thing can't be cold, and if you're doing it all, I'm stressed just thinking about it. But especially that first time, Butterball, their turkey hotline is going to open on Tuesday because that's the first, right? November first. Oh, oh my gosh, it is. Isn't it, it is the first. And so they have introduced something. I don't think they've done this before. It's Butterball Comfort Calendars. What is a comfort calendar? So every day, like, you flip the date on it. And I don't know what it is, if it's a wall calendar, if it's one of those desk-type calendars. But every time you flip the day, it has more comforting words. And so, like, if you burn the, I don't know, gravy or the turkey or it's dry, it gives you, it's going to be okay type stuff. Right? I tried to get my hands on one. Okay. And they're giving them away for free if you go on their website. Oh, okay. One of those deals. Okay. 10 a.m. Eastern Time is when you have to go on this website every day. I have gone on three days in a row, and I have yet to be able to get. Yesterday, no, two days ago, I went on at 10.01. Mm-hmm. Gone. They were gone. How can they be gone that I quick? I don't know 
if they're giving away 10 a day because it doesn't say yeah. anywhere. But you have, you know, for the next, I don't know how long they're giving them away. But uh, make sure you are logged on and just hit refresh and refresh. But you know what? Comfort. I need that kind of comfort in my life. I think you could give us that kind of comfort. You we know, could I probably do could. the Liz Comfort calendar. You know what I could do if you call every day starting on the 1st, counting down to Thanksgiving, I will give you some comfort. Uh, I love that. Do you think that'll work? Yeah. Robin Liz in the morning on his radio. Colorado, there's oh. a cool little town. It's called Indian Hills in Colorado. And there is a guy, Vince. Vince the man. He calls himself what? Vince the sign man. Yeah, he's right? yeah. He started volunteering at this community center, and then he took over their sign. And so back about a decade or so ago, he started just publishing these his dad jokes on <laughs> on the signs and then taking pictures of them. And then they've got like a Facebook page. They because I've seen these signs, and I'm like, I just you know I thought it was a meme somebody made, yeah. but this is actually uh, in Colorado, you know, yeah. in Colorado, and he's posting his dad jokes each and every day, and every single day. <sighs> and it's like when you drive drive by maybe a church or an event center, and somebody you know has a little sarcastic little thing up or a pun, or mm-hmm. that's kind of what. Yeah, this is. yeah, it's kind. Of, it's. It, I look at some of some of them. I think I've probably have shared before uh, on my on my Facebook page. But you know the thing about laughter and the thing about sometimes there's people that have even commented on the uh, Facebook page and said, "Look, this laugh helped me today. Sure. I needed this today." We we don't know what people are going through, and some some silly crazy thing we say could be something that gives somebody a little spark for that day yeah just a little joy they found that joy that was maybe deep down inside that day so one of the signs says friday the 13th is still better than monday the whatever oh my goodness you love that one you're like (laughs) well you know coming soon star wars 12 luke needs a walker You, I love that because I know you're a big Star Wars fan. Oh my goodness. I think that would be hilarious because, you know, it is. I think we are up to, no, we're past Star Wars 12. Aren't we, we Jake? Jake, uh, morning show producer, how many Star Wars movies are out now? Um, yeah, I would say 864, 10, 11. <laughs> yeah, so we're right there. Luke is gonna need a walker. One of them that I love is killing them with kindness is taking much longer than I expected. Okay, I can, I want to share one more because this probably is my favorite. Okay, um, this is uh, a man was injured in a bizarre peekaboo accident, he's in ICU. Oh Rob and Liz in the morning on his radio. Oh, my gosh. The, your Friday night was planned back years ago because you would go to the Blockbuster. Yeah. You would get your snacks. You would get everything you need. And you would find that movie or movies with your family. And then that made your Friday night. Made your weekend. We, I was going to say, it probably you'd pick up a couple yeah. for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And then you had to remember... Be kind. Please rewind. Okay. Uh, if you got a VHS, and okay. you had to make sure to get it back. Okay. Our youngsters in the room, yeah. uh, Ninja and Jake, our uh, video producers. You guys remember going to Blockbuster? Yeah. Oh yeah, pretty much every week. What okay. was it like? Like, what was the Friday night, the walk into Blockbuster like? Um. So we walk in the store. We would find whatever genre that we wanted to watch. Yeah. And then if it was a really, really good day, we would get snacks as well as the movies and or a video game because they used to do that too. Oh. Yes. 
And I remember going, because our Blockbuster was next to a grocery store, so we would always go to the grocery store first, get us some sodas, and open up the cap and see if inside it would say, you have a free movie. <gasps> oh, I forgot they used to do that. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, there's only one Blockbuster left. <laughs> And it's in Oregon. And so, uh, well, but they're going to throw a private viewing party for the winner and five friends that you'll be able to fly up. They'll provide uh, your airfare and you can fly up to Oregon uh, later on in November. And then for five hours or so that evening, they've got the couches, everything. The entire catalog is there. And you can pick and watch movies, snacks, food, and everything else at the Blockbuster. But are they new movies, or is it stuff we got to watch from, like, 1998 or whatever? I, 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 I would think it would be their entire catalog. Hope. So I would yeah, hope so. Okay, yeah. so you can watch the old stuff and the newer stuff uh, yeah, yeah. as well. And you can play games if you want to. You can do, like Jake said, they, he get the video game. Video yeah. games available is where their whole catalog is available for you for one night. So you have till tomorrow. No, I'm Sunday. 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 Sunday night to get registered, bigpotato.com. Big potato. That's, that's hilarious. The co- that's the company that's, that's uh, putting it on. But you know so. what you could do What's instead? That? Okay. So go to the Dollar Tree, get your get your candy, <laughs> get your Jiffy Pop, <laughs> set up on your own couch, and then stream. Uh, it's a lot less hassle. That's, that's Liz's <laughs> lit night out. Rob and Liz in the morning. On his radio. So the guy, the CEO and the guy who came up with Hobby Lobby has decided he's going to give away not just the store. He's giving away the entire company. He said wealth is a cure, uh, curse because oh. and he doesn't want it kept in the family because I can imagine if you have that kind of money. Families income. don't fight over money. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Um, there's no, you know, jealousy within the family. Oh, he got a bigger slice of the pie than I got and this kind of thing. And this guy's now in charge and the sister should be in. No. Didn't want any of that. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, thing is, I don't know who he's given it away to. I don't know that he's made that public yet. Okay. Um, but he said, um, he said, well-meaning attorneys and accountants advised me, just pass it down to your kids and your grandkids. He said it didn't seem fair for me, for me to do that because it feels like I would be ruining my children and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren who are not even born that mm. I would have a part in ruining their lives by giving them so much. Okay. Paraphrasing at that last part, okay. but I mean, I think it's I think it's an awesome decision. He felt such a burden not to do that. Yeah. Um that he said, I'm going to give it away. Again, don't know who he's giving it to uh, at this point, but... Do you like to shop there? I love to shop there. Mm-hmm. I do. I, I, you know, find anything. If I'm like, I want to put up a painting or I need to glue something together or make something, it's I, there. I'm, I'm thinking there's there's husbands all throughout Carolinas and Georgia going, look, my wife has spent so much money there, it just would make sense for you to pass it down to us. Rob and Liz in the morning. His radio. Uh, you got some cool kicks on? What you wearing uh, today? You got tennis shoes on? I'm wearing my, uh, I never know how to say this word, uh, Sakonois, Sakonis, uh, something like that. So I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, it was, it's a, but it's a name brand. 
Yeah, and okay. there's it's like I always call them Sacconis, but I think it's like Sacconois or something like that. What you call them? I yeah. usually wear um, uh, Adidas. Okay, Adidas. I, I got you. Wear, so. uh, when I was a kid, I, I used to wear the Cougars. Oh, I remember those. Because we couldn't afford the real Keds. cool stuff. Yeah. You wore kids. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wanted the cool, cool shoes. Mom took me to Pickway, which yeah. was the, got the kids. How about you, Scott Watson? Did you have a cool pair of shoes when you were a kid? I had two pair that I remember when I was a kid. I had a pair of Nike. I think they were blue Ooh, with a uh-huh. yellow or Just yeah, yellow it. check mark on it. So Ooh, nice. That's kind of wild. Yeah, blue what? shoes. And then in high school, I had a pair of high tops. I mean, it was the oh. rage, late 80s. Oh, yeah. He had you didn't Nike tie them. high tops. You just slipped them in. I played a little basketball, so wore those high tops out. Loved when I, them. When I got out on my own, I had me a few, a couple right. pair of Air Jordans. <gasps> no. Mm, but I had to buy those. So. Y'all highfalutin. Mm. Let me tell you about these new kicks. Okay. okay so there's some kicks. Uh, a company in Kentucky makes them, and they're actually called Horse Kicks. Horse kicks. They're super cool, and they have like New Balance, and I think they have Nike, and they have uh, just different types of Mm -hmm. these horse kicks. Now, let me tell you, they do have a pair of Air Jordans for the horse kicks. Oh, okay. $1,200. $1,200 for Air Jordans? For each shoe. Mm -hmm. Not pair. Okay. For each shoe. Oh, so $2,400 for... Actually, it's going to be more like $4,800, because here's why. They're literally for horses. They are made to fit over the hooves of horses, Whoa. and they have little Nike ones. Like, I I don't raise horses. I'm not an equestrian, but I'm thinking, do horses need tennis shoes? I, 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 I guess. I'm, I'm thinking, like, if you took some shoes and you just cut them off, you could sell them on, you know, yeah. as horse kicks. I so. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand why. Okay, but they do have them for sale. Forty eight hundred dollars. Yeah. To to outfit your horse with just, these Nikes, with these Air Jordans. I'm just seeing that horse nagging its jockey to get some. <laughs>